Hola mi gente, and welcome back to another episode of EntertainX, where we highlight the work and achievements of different Latinx individuals across the entertainment industry. I am your lovely, lovely host, Ingrid Nin, and today I am speaking with filmmaker Samantha Alvarez. Samantha Alvarez is a Latina filmmaker from the Bronx who works to capture stories that inspire humans to reflect on the relationships with themselves and the world around them. She holds a BFA in film and video production with a minor in journalism from the City College of New York and is a 2021-2022 alumni of the BDC Film Fellowship, NBCU Academy Fellowship, and Third World Newsreel Production Workshop. Her BFA thesis film, In the Body, has screened at several different film festivals and received various accolades from Outstanding Female Content Creator to Best Director. Sam is currently continuing her studies at City College Film MFA program and interning in development and production at ARC Media. Hey Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. I know like your schedule is so, so busy, so I'm really happy that you're taking the time to just speak and be on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Yeah. So, you know, just to get right into it, tell us about your journey and what really inspired you to get into filmmaking. So in 2015, I met a woman at a free art class in the Bronx. It was at the Bronx Music Heritage Center. And she introduced me to the director of youth programs, an organization called Downtown Community Television Center. Mm -hmm. For short, it's called DCTV. And it's located in Chinatown. So it was really random because she asked me, what do you want to do with your life? And I'm like, that's a really big question to ask someone, you know, who's just coming to this free art class. Yeah. And how old were you then? You were like a teenager, right? Yeah, I was really young and I was still trying to figure out what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And basically, I told her, I said, I want to do animation, 2D animation. And she goes, oh, you know, I know this space called DCTV. I think they have animation classes there. But would you be open to doing documentary work too? And I was like, I've never tried it, but yeah. So when I went to that space, the director of youth programs opened the doors for me to create my first documentary there with like no prior knowledge. And after successfully like completing the film that I made there called Vosa la Sul, it was a self-portrait film. I fell in love like with the medium because I felt that I had flexibility to experiment by mixing all the of the other mediums of interest that I had, like painting, 2D animation. And then later I just fell in love with different parts of filmmaking, like cinematography and wanting to try directing. Nice. A lot of your films are really experimental. So was that experimental as well of the different mediums that you involved in it? Yeah. So that first film that I made was a mixed media documentary. I incorporated 2D animation. I was actually painting a piece all the way up until the end of the film. Mm -hmm. So like it was revealed at the end. And a lot of the shots were experimental because I, you know, experimented with the colors that were in the frame, more metaphorical shots that were literal to what I was saying. And the first part of the film was like poetry in a way. So I saw a lot of flexibility 
to step outside of animation and painting and have this moving image, you know? I love that. Animation has the same thing, but this is more like real footage, you know, and digital. So I was excited to explore something new. That's so cool. So when did you realize that cinematography was a very distinct path for you and that was really where you like bloomed and flourished? So I fell in love with cinematography after studying many films and paying attention to the details in every frame and the composition and like looking through a lens in particular is like looking with your eyes and finding details in everyday life that catches your eyes. So I felt like with the camera, I was catching things that if I didn't have a camera, I would have been staring at, you know, and I was finding stories in them. So as a painter first, that was my first medium of interest. I naturally look for ways to experiment with light, lines, color, subtle details. So filmmaking really felt no different. Mm -hmm. You know, it actually felt like an extension of painting because you're painting with light in the same way you're telling a story in one shot, like one piece, you're expanding on it. It's really like the composition that you do in a frame, except, you know, you have real 3D things to put it into and it's, you know, a film. Yeah, and it's emotion. Yeah, it's emotion. It's not like you staring at it, trying to figure out what the story is. And you still are in a film, but this is more like you're turning a painting into life, you know? That's really beautiful. Do you still paint, by the way? I'm wondering because you have such like an artistic, creative energy too that you really see those intimate nuances and like that beauty of life. It's really nice. I can hear the passion of your voice of like how impactful it's been for you. Well, I actually stopped painting for a little while just because I felt like I was merging the painting passion that I had into my filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But this piece that I'm creating now, where do you draw the line? This film actually incorporates a lot of drawing. So it was fun because I was like, oh, I get to go back into drawing, uh, how often I was before. And now I have a reason to draw because the characters in the film are drawing. So obviously I'm going to be the one drawing the pieces mm -hmm. and then it also has animation in it, but hand-drawn animation. That's really going to push me back into my first love, you know, like art. I love that. That's like very a 360 moment for you, where you started with your first film that you made it, incorporating those elements. And now this bigger project that you, like we talked about this before we jumped on, that you have a really good physical budget for that you're able to incorporate those elements again. I feel like that's such a, like I said, a 360 moment for you of like, how cyclical things can be. Yeah, it feels amazing because I felt like now's my opportunity to put everything that I love in one piece, you know? And if it's not the way I imagined it to be, I tried, you know, and I tried to experiment with something new. So that was really the fun of making this piece because I kind of said, F it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to experiment. Yeah, of course. I think that's the beauty of being a filmmaker is that like you can really do anything with the camera yeah with your story 
you know, there's really no limitations on how creative you can get or how experimental you can get or how, you know, what the boundaries of what you want to do and what you want to portray are. Yeah, exactly. And this is a narrative film, right? Yeah, so this piece is, I would say, my directorial debut narrative film Mm -hmm. because I've made narratives in the past, but I don't really claim them, you know, like it's kind of like e-learning through school and like really just trying things out. Yeah. But this time I feel like this is a really well thought out film and I'm ready to just create this with everything, you know, all the passion and just give it a shot. So I feel like this one is the most prepared film. I love that I've made, you know, not just kind of a spur of the moment. Like I want to make a narrative, you know, like this one, I took a few months to really plan this film out. I think we started in August, actually. Oh, wow. And we're shooting this month. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so exciting. I mean, you have like a bunch of irons in the fire right now. But to hear that you, you know, were so intentional and so meticulous with this project, it's really interesting. So what do you think kind of drew you to say, I want to do a narrative piece now? Like you said, you know, your previous pieces were more for you for learning and for kind of growing, but for you to kind of say, oh, this is really my true directorial debut, what kind of pushed you in that direction? So I'm currently at the City College in New York for the MFA program. And, you know, I stuck with documentary film, which was my other track when I was in the BFA program, Mm -hmm. because I naturally just love documentaries, but I started really observing the narrative uh, track more and helping them in their projects. And I said, I have a love for both documentaries and narratives, but because my documentaries always have some sort of experimental slash also narrative take on it, I felt like I'm ready to make a full narrative piece. But what do I want to say? So when I came up with this story, this story came from a personal place, most of the story itself. So I felt like this could only be a narrative film. Yeah. When I started writing it, I collaborated with a a co-writer after writing like the first draft. And, you know, we kept writing and writing. And basically, I wanted to stick to the original story I had in mind. And we did eventually. But I felt like this was felt so right to make it now. Because of the themes of the story and something that I was all constantly struggling with, it really comes with trying to heal from these mental health struggles that I had a few years ago and reflecting on them now because I feel like I'm at a lot of a better place right now. I felt like because I was in that place a few years ago, it could help others who are probably in that place now. So I wanted to kind of get that out because yeah I might have started overcoming it Mm -hmm. but there's people that probably need you know to see something like that because they need to feel seen you know yeah like I felt like I had to yeah I think that's the most powerful thing about filmmaking is that emotional connection and that universal connection you're able to make with your audience you know and have them feel like you said seen and resonate with your piece I think is the best way to show that, you know, this thing that you're going through, a lot of people go through it, but you can have some solace in knowing that like, oh, 
because I see myself in this project or in, you know, in whatever, I know that I can get through it. And it elicits such an inspirational tone at the end of it, you know, of knowing that and having the comfort of, you know, that you're not alone, which I think is really powerful. And I feel like that's such a common thing for you in your filmmaking. You had this project in the body, which was also a really personal short for you. So can you talk a little bit about how you went to developing this short and how did you go about dealing with such a personal story? Well, in the body happened after having this conversation with my mother about therapy. And she was speaking to me and saying that she feels like it wasn't helping her. She was speaking to many different people and I felt like what she was struggling with most felt most appropriate to try out trauma therapy. We also spoke about other methods that could possibly be a healing tool for her. She tries meditation, but I thought about being a filmmaker and how filmmaking is also a healing tool. My mother spoke about possibly wanting to write a book about her life. So we spoke about filmmaking and she said, you know what, I think I want to try this. Like it feels like a really cool idea because the purpose of the film ended up evolving into something after many different versions of ideas started evolving into a desire to become closer to my mother. So my first presentation of the piece was nothing like it is now. Like the first people that watched it, the first version, I told them I wasn't sure yet about how to tell my mother's story without it being like incredibly hard to watch or suffocating, you know, because this is a very heavy topic. Sexual abuse is something that's so common and hard to speak about, especially from her perspective, you know, having experienced it. I wanted to find ways that could show how much I wanted to not overstep boundaries with her and, you know, protect her emotionally because it's very triggering. So I decided to not have any reenactments with actors which for me feels very traditional when it comes to docu-narratives. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mom, I feel like you should reenact your emotions in this space that you're in now and your home because you're in the present moment still in the past. You know, like you're still, you know, struggling with the past. So she agreed and we kind of just collaborated in the film. And it was amazing because... I was surprised and also amazed that she agreed to it and really wanted to try and see if it worked for her, you know? And I, of course, didn't want to force her to make this. So there were many times that I paused, you know, the film. And because this was a thesis film, that's the only part that I feel was difficult for this project because how ambitious this project was it kind of needed to not have a deadline because of my mother's you know emotional state yeah and I didn't want to be in a moment where I had to like pressure her to finish at a certain timeline you know so I mentioned to the professors like you know I need to give her time I worked on this piece all the way up until the deadline wow but 
there were many moments that I gave my mother space because it was appropriate to. Yeah. But the most amazing thing that she recently told me, like after creating the film, that after creating the film with me and then watching it several times after, she no longer thinks about what happened to her. And it's not like the first thing that's in her head or like it's not as triggering when she thinks about it. When she watches the film, she feels like she's succeeded in having an outlet to speak about what happened to her. So I felt like the film's purpose was successful because, you know, we didn't know that was going to happen. And I said, you know, this is an experiment, but also a collaborative process for her and I to really get closer and also for me to understand why my mom was so, you know, withdrawn. And I totally understood her. You know, I gave her space and she feels like she's proud of herself. You know, I'm proud of her for even just wanting to speak up about this because I don't blame her for holding this in. You know, this is like so, so tough to speak about. Yeah, I know with such a sensitive and triggering topic, I think it was really important for you to kind of know those boundaries and really be protective of her, even though it was a school thesis project, you know? I really appreciate you coming from that angle and for your professors to have the flexibility for you to, you know, really be as intentional as you can with this project as you're going through the motions of having this be a healing journey. I mean, not only for your mother, but for yourself as well. I'm wondering, because I know you've gotten such great reception from this movie, you know, at the outlets you've shown it at. So how has she been thinking about that? when you know she knows that you've been screening it and people have been talking about it I'm wondering how she's been reacting to that so my mother actually comes to a lot of the screenings she came to most of them at first like before we finished the film she was thinking oh my gosh everyone's gonna see this and you know there was moments where she was kind of thinking oh what did I do the right thing and I said you know if you feel like you don't want to speak about this further we can stop you know like I don't want to push it but she thought about it and said this is probably going to help a lot of people if I do say this and so when the film was finished and she watched it she just she said can I see it again can I see it again and I felt like she was like so proud that she achieved that you know like that she overcame the fear of showing that you know to people mm-hmm. And then when it was screening in the festivals, she was like, oh, my God, really? It's showing in another festival? Like, she was really excited because she felt like this is something that she wants to help people with that resonate. Yeah. At first, of course, she was worried because she's saying things in the film that she hasn't spoke about since she was a child or to anyone. Wow. The fact that she trusted in me to tell me the story Even if I'm her daughter, she didn't have to tell me. So it felt like very amazing that we bonded through something that she was trying to break free from, you know, like it was really traumatic. Yeah. And this whole process was during COVID too, right? So I can imagine the stress, you know, with everything going on, on top of trying to film this during a pandemic, that must have been like really interesting parameters to have worked around. Yeah, I mean, it actually wasn't as challenging to shoot this film during the pandemic with her because Mm -hmm. I was the only one 
with her like during the shooting during the filming process I was alone with her and it was mostly just that way because I wanted to be careful with bringing other people in to that space that she's being incredibly vulnerable during yeah because I was filming this alone with her you know it was difficult at times because I was doing many different roles but it felt appropriate because I was connecting with her at the same time so I don't want to break that process uh, by bringing anyone else in like I said it's triggering so there was only one time that another person briefly appeared in the film but it was like a very small reenactment mm-hmm. but that was the only time there was ever a reenactment but he was also family so it was you know the actor themselves so it was like not hard mm-hmm. because we were always together anyway during the pandemic so we weren't worried about like covid you know spreading in the space yeah and i think it's important to also foster such a safe space for your subject when you're telling a story that intimate and that you know where she has to be so vulnerable as well yeah so that's really interesting to hear and i know you also shot this on actual film right can you talk a little bit about how you went through that process yeah so actually part of the film is on super 8 so the beginning of the film has a mixture of digital and super 8 film because she's speaking about the past i felt like it was appropriate for some parts of the film Mm-hmm. to have these uh, metaphorical shots shot on actual film when like during the time she was a child that's when film came out you know like it was like first introduced so well super eight in general it was like a trial and error decision to shoot on that mm-hmm. for the first time because i knew it shot on it before there was a possibility that i would have some footage i wouldn't be happy with or footage that wouldn't be usable yeah and the edit so since that was the case you know it was my first time shooting with it and because unfortunately there was a deadline for that portion of the film I used whatever I liked and felt like was salvageable for the film and then I paired it with the digital test footage that I ended up keeping and then when I watched it together I felt like it was appropriate to mix them because she was coming in and out of the past it's in the present and the past where her feelings are the same. When a person has trauma, they're still in the past mindset, you know? Mm-hmm. So I used the test footage that felt like paired best with the Super 8. It just felt like it worked, you know? But the Super 8 also has this very nostalgic feeling, very vintage, naturally. Yeah. So... That felt like the best choice to experiment with. Yeah. You think it would have created a drastically different feeling for those moments in the film if you just would have shot it on digital and maybe like have overlaid something in post afterwards or I'm wondering how that would have made it a different experience. When I watched the digital next to the Super 8, mm-hmm. I could tell like the very big you know difference obviously with the grain. Yeah. And the soft look that it has. And yeah, I think putting something over in in the edit wouldn't have felt as authentic as like actually shooting on it. Mm -hmm. Because there's something about the frame rate that you use on the camera. Like it's a, it just has a different feel to it. And you feel like you're back in the past with it, you know, rather than just putting a filter 
Yeah. And trying to imitate it. So it almost creates a layer of authenticity to it in a way. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine the amount of patience you'd had to have to be able to shoot and reshoot and reshoot on a Super 8, then wait for the film to digitize and then actually incorporate it into your project. That must have been such a such a harrowing experience, especially like you said, on a deadline. Yeah, and it was hard. I was like still practicing the focus on it. You know, you don't have a monitor for it. So I was experimenting with where to move the camera, where the light was. And, you know, it was times where I was like, okay, I can't use certain things because obviously I'm not able to see if it's until it's processed, like if it came out right, you know? Mm -hmm. So I pulled whatever I felt was salvageable and I was like, wait, this works, you know? Yeah. I mean, it just felt right to keep it in there. And it felt good that I just, I tried it, you know? Mm -hmm. I tried it out. Yeah. I think it's honestly such a beautiful film. I got the opportunity to see it. And you did such an amazing job on telling that story. You know, it was really, really well done. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just want to circle back on the topic of you pursuing your MFA. Congratulations again on that. Thank you. What made you decide to continue your education, especially at City? And how has that experience been like for you? So I felt like when I was in the BFA program at City College, because it was mostly online, I didn't get the same experience that I would, obviously, in person. Film has to be hands-on. Yeah. Through this virtual learning experience, I felt like I wasn't getting that, and I wanted more. So I tried to figure out, okay, do I really want to do my master's, or do I just want to learn along the way on different sets? But I felt like there was something I was getting, even though it was virtual, through school, that I wasn't getting outside. And it was like more of a structural thing and also like the networking experience I was getting at school. Yeah. I liked it. So I stood at City College because, I mean, it was more affordable than the other options that I wanted to do. Yeah, like an AFI or an NYU. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was my dream school, AFI. And one of my friends was like, well, after you graduate here, maybe you could go there. And I said, possibly, but... I want to stay here for now because now that it's in person entirely, I may get a better experience, you know? Yeah. I just wanted to say, was your whole uh, BFA experience all online because of the pandemic? So the last semester was in person, but we were finishing our thesis project. So it was like, Mm. mostly we were focusing on that. Yeah. Rather than all the other classes where we're learning lighting, we're learning sound, you know, like we have to be in person for that. That's something that. You need to touch the lights, you know, you need to touch the sound equipment, you need to experiment rather than just reading instructions or watching videos on it. Mm -hmm. So all of that was online. And now that I get to do that in person, it feels like, you know, I could say, oh, yeah, I know where to turn that knob or I know like what setting to go into, you know, like because I actually used it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's definitely why I wanted to stay in school. And I know you could definitely learn on the field as well. I still work on different sets of people and I do, but it's just something about school that I feel I was getting a good experience out of it. Yeah. So I stuck with it. I think school gives you the opportunity to make mistakes in a controlled environment, which is really nice, you know, and being able to fall back on something that is really a space for you to just 
do trial and error is so important, I think, as you're coming up as a filmmaker. So it's really nice to hear you that you were like, okay, I'm making this decision because I want to learn more and because I need to get more opportunities to grow as a filmmaker. Yeah. Nice. Your next film, Where Do You Draw the Line? That's your MFA thesis? Actually, no, that film is a passion project. So ah. right now I'm working on the thesis, which is a documentary. Mm-hmm. I'm working on the pitch for it. And like we're nice. currently doing our treatment. Yeah. Even though it's a totally different project, I'm so happy that I'm still trying out filmmaking and different styles of filmmaking outside of school because I'm getting the best of both worlds, you know? I'm learning in school, but I'm learning as I'm going, you know, like I'm learning on my own through trial and error, you know, like outside of school. And that's the best way that I'm going to gain experience, you know? Yeah. If I just keep trying, you know, keep experimenting with different projects. And yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I'm currently also directing another film Mm -hmm. and it's a narrative film too. So I'm learning in the process. That's the fun part about it. But there's so much that goes into filmmaking that sometimes it's exhausting, but it's a good exhaustion because you love what you do. Yeah, I think it's always a really different thing for when you're working at something, working at it really hard, but it's your passion. Yeah. Because I think it's that fire in you that keeps pushing you to keep going, keep going, keep going. I function on the same wavelength of like, I will always push myself as much as I can to do as much as I can Yeah. because I'm passionate about it. And if I don't vibe with it, I don't vibe with it. I have a feeling that's like the same thing with you of like, you're very intentional, very directed and you'll keep hustling and hustling. Like you said, there's a fire in you that you don't want it to go out. Yeah. You know, so you just keep going after chasing that fire, you know, like to keep learning and experimenting and you don't feel like you're getting dull, you know, like, yeah. Still trying new things. And you're interning right now too, right? Yeah, I'm actually interning at the documentary media of media company called uh, Arc Media. Mm-hmm. I'm doing development and production. So nice. It's a lot of like research, reviewing footage, transcribing, and logging footage. It's really fun. Yeah. Because I'm getting the ins and outs of like the development area of filmmaking especially for documentaries yeah I was gonna say that must be so helpful as someone who's constructing a pitch right now for your thesis to be on the development side of things yeah there's so much that goes into it that I didn't even know so I'm getting a like a really big inside look on it and that's helping me better approach you know when I create my film nice so it's great I love it I love it love it love it I know you're also a part of NYWIF too right yeah yeah, I was a NYWIF intern back in my day. Oh, wow. To hear you part of NYWIF, I always get so excited because I love NYWIF. Like, the ladies over there always kill it with all their events and how much they support women in New York who are working in film. They truly are the best. Yeah, they send a lot of, like, events and stuff that you could sign up for, like film screenings. They give you free film screenings or, like, training workshops. I actually recently attended... NYWIF script supervisor training workshop. Nice. After the meeting ended, I had like this moment of reflection and and feeling like I was in the right place because there were so many women there in that meeting that were just helping each other. You know, when they didn't know something, they just kind of just 
the meeting ran over like an hour time because they just kept speaking to each other. And I was like, this is amazing because it felt like this is the kind of environment that I need to be in where, you know, you just feel like there's this constant, I'm here for you, you know, like type of thing in the industry because no one there was like competing with one another. You know, they were all like trying to be in the same space, you know? Yeah. How important do you think it is for you to like find your community as a filmmaker? I think it's so important to find that community because there's so much that maybe I don't know that another person might know. And when we help each other, that's like the best way that we can grow together Mm -hmm. rather than just like withholding that information, you know, to get to, you know, advance to a different stage. I feel like when especially women like when we work together it's like one force you know what i mean like it's amazing like for my film where do you draw the line a lot of the cast and crew are latina and i was like wow you know so like I, that wasn't even intentional at first it just it happened to be where people just started joining and they were all latina so i was like wow you know like they felt comfortable enough to say i want to be a part of this you know i love it And we wanted to make it that safe, you know, like that brave space where people can feel like they're in the right space, you know? Yeah. Like a nice, safe, collaborative space where you guys can work off of. I love it. Yeah. You're sharing a similar energy that like uplifts, you know? Yeah. I think it's so important for you to find your people that you can collaborate with and that you have trust in when you're building such a big project like that. Right. Yeah. I love it. And you give room for everyone to grow too, you know? It's just like, even if everyone's not at the same level of, oh, you know, I've done 20 years experience or I've done five years of experience, you know, like, it's just like, you're all treating each other like, we're going to figure this out together, you know? Yeah. Well, there's always a thing where it's like, as you go up, you always bring the people around you up. Yeah. As well. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I always think that's so true, no matter what level you are at, as long as you kind of keep that close group of you, you guys will keep coming up with each other and helping each other climb that ladder. I mean, I know this is a little off topic, but that's why I was happy to work on like a version, you know, like Luna's project, because it felt like that kind of community was there, you know, like for that project. So yeah, for the context for you guys listening that project was the one that we brought Angela and Rebecca to speak on a few episodes ago and our producer Luna was the director on it and Sam was the amazing cinematographer who truly killed it and I'm so excited for you guys to like see the final final project once we have it done thank you so much you truly killed it Sam like every time I look at any of the footage I'm just like damn Sam did that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was a really fun show like I always think about that show and I'm like you know That's definitely the kind of spaces that I want to be in and create, you know, for others. I love it. Yeah, no, me too. I think that was some of the best collaborative filmmaking I've been on. It's so nice to be on the same wavelength with people that get you and that want you to grow and kill it as much as they want to, you know? Yeah. So truly so, so excited for where this project's going to go. But yeah, so before you go, do you have any advice you want to share to any aspiring cinematographers or documentarians who want to learn more about how they can get into this? I know this sounds easier said than done, but 
just keep exploring what you love to do because there's moments when you'll probably feel defeated or like maybe this is something I shouldn't be doing or maybe I'm not really as good at this as I thought I was going to be. But keeping that eagerness to learn, mm-hmm. it's like the fire that must never go out. You're trying to keep that fire going and you're never going to know everything. But that shouldn't discourage you either that you don't know everything because when you keep that eagerness to learn, people are going to teach you naturally and you're going to shadow them. You're going to just hopefully ask to shadow other cinematographers who are in the position you'd like to be in and watch a lot of films, you know, study the shooting styles, reenact them or start by making your own small projects with people that you know, because these are people that interest you and you're going to learn a lot from them. And it's similar to being a documentarian. You know, you're looking for the stories that matter to you and then you start researching them. Yeah. And when you start like from within your local community, you start expanding from there. And then you start realizing that there's so many ongoing issues happening all around us, social justice issues included. And filmmaking has the power to highlight and spread awareness on all of them, whether it's narrative filmmaking or documentary filmmaking. There's a power in that medium because it's very political, but it's also very expansive of what you can do with filmmaking. So I say keep exploring, keep experimenting, because if you love what you do, you're only going to get better if you keep doing it. You have been such an amazing guest today. Thank you so, so much again for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to come on. And I just loved speaking with you. You're so amazing. Keep killing it because you are truly just doing the thing. Thank you. You're amazing too. All right. So thank you for having me here. Thank you again. And for you folks listening, please make sure to follow us at Entertainix Now on all social media platforms. And be sure to tune in next time on another episode of Entertainix. Take care, guys. Take care, guys.